the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International. And you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I want to welcome you all to the broadcast for this week, and we've got an exciting show. God is doing exciting things in the earth. And let me tell you, he really is excited to see the people of God step into position. He wants you to step into your destiny and reach the fullness of your calling. But we got to get there and we've got to meet him where he wants us to be. So that's why in this season, it is so important for us to get into position and to start hearing from God and listening and obeying him. The reason why is because if we can't obey God where we're at right now, if we can't implement his ways of doing things where we're at Right now, let me tell you, you're not going to do it when you're in a position of authority. You're not going to do it when you have all the resources and abundance that you've been dreaming about, that you've been hoping for. It's not going to happen. We have to show God that we can be faithful in the little that we've been given so that we will be faithful in much more. He wants the body of Christ to be an influence and affluence because If we're the ones that have the influence and we're the ones who can dictate the way culture goes, the way that nations go, then we're going to be able to lead people to Christ in a way that's never been seen before. But not only that, we're going to be able to transform the culture of the nations in a way that gives glory and honor to God. And when that happens, then truly the glory of God is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And then Jesus can't help himself but to come back. So our obedience, if we obey God today, then we are going to bring in God's glory in this generation and the future generations are going to thank you for your obedience. So let us step into that position. Amen? And this is what we have to understand. So we have to become fruitful in every area of our life. This includes our business dealings. This includes our home life. This includes our finances. Every area, God has to be a part of it. If you want to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, you have to abide by the principles of the kingdom of God. In John chapter 15, verses 4 through 11, this is Christ speaking. It says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. This is what you have to understand. Look, if you want to be fruitful in God's kingdom, if you want to produce something to where when you go before the Lord, you can present it to him, right, as a crown to lay at his feet. If you want that, then you have to abide in Christ, which means you are submitted to Christ in everything. Because as the branch that is attached to the vine, the branch does not decide what nutrients are going to flow to it, what water flows to it, right? It all has to go through the vine. So our knowledge, our understanding, our ways of doing things, everything has to come from God's ways of doing things. We have to submit it to God. Look, even the things that you're an expert in, in fact, especially the things that you're an expert in, you have to allow God to lead you because, let's face it, it's a lot easier to say, God, I surrender when we have no idea what we're doing because we have no other option. But it's really easy to ignore God's leading in something that we are an expert in, something that we know a lot about, right? Well, I'm just going to do things the way that I know how to do them. I want to remind you of a story where the disciples, before Jesus called them, they were fishing all night trying to catch some fish. And they were fishing and fishing. And understand, they were fishermen by trade. They knew the time to go and get the fish They knew what kind of equipment and bait they needed to use. They knew the best spots to find the fish because that was their trade. That was the profession. But they were going all night and they couldn't catch anything. And then in the morning, Jesus comes and he tells them, cast the net on the other side of the boat. Now, this doesn't really make sense in the natural because, let's face it, the boat isn't that big. How many fish are going to be on one side of the boat as opposed to the other side, right? It's just a net being cast on the side. Not only that, these were professional fishermen, and they've been fishing all night, and they've caught nothing. But that obedience, when Jesus said, cast your net on the other side, it doesn't make sense in the natural, but they did it anyway, and what happened? The nets overflowed with fish. The fish could not help themselves but to jump in the net. And they needed help hauling in all these fish. The transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. Your business dealings can be like that if you submit to God. Let's face it, he knows where the fish are. He knows how to get them to jump in the boat for you. It's the same with our business dealings. It's the same with any prospects that we have. Well, we have to cast aside our own understanding because let's face it, if the disciples, if they decided, what are you talking about? We've been fishing all night. This doesn't make any sense. And they didn't do it. Then that would never have happened. And that is something a lot of Christians do where God will lead them to something. They can't make sense of it. But rather than submitting to God's leading, they decide to continue and do their own thing. And you have to look at yourself Has what you've been trying to do in your own understanding, has it even been working out that well? Okay, that's how we get ourselves into trouble because we try to mix the world system with God's system. And that's double-mindedness. We have to commit 100% of the way to God's ways of doing things. That means on a daily basis, we have to remind ourselves, look, I need to let God take over in my life. God has spoken and he, he wants to yank the body of Christ out of their current position into the place where they need to be. 
So I encourage you every morning, you can ask God, God, do what you need to do to yank me into the position that you want me to be in. Do what you need to do to yank me out of my own position into the position where I need to be. And when he starts doing it, because if he yanks you out of where you are and it's uncomfortable, submit to that and allow him to do that. Because the revival here in this nation and other nations, it is dependent on our obedience. It depends on us whether God's going to move or not. And let me tell you, he wants to move. So learn to submit to God. And one way that we learn to submit to God more and more is you develop that personal relationship with God where you're having an ongoing dialogue with God, an ongoing relationship with God. Because then, as you get closer to God, you start to become more like Him. I want you to imagine you're in high school and maybe there's this girl that you really like. Or if you're a lady, maybe there's this guy that you really, really like. And in this situation... Imagine you're hanging out together and you're with a bunch of friends and this person is there. Now, the whole time that you're with that group, you're probably thinking and scheming to yourself, how can I get alone with this person? How can we break away from the group so that I can get some alone time with this person? You're trying everything you can to get some intimate quality time with this person. And it's even worse, for example, when a young couple, when they first start going out and they both really like each other, you're hanging out in a group and suddenly these two people, they keep wandering off on their own. They keep want. It's like, oh, there they go again. Man, they keep going off on their own. Why? Because they can't wait to spend time together and get to know each other more and get closer together. You see, if you're really falling in love with God you're really falling in love with Jesus, that relationship is growing, what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself, man, you're going to look for every excuse you can to get closer to God. You're going to find every excuse you can to talk to him one-on-one, to get to know him more, just like you would in any other relationship. And imagine there's this person you really, really like, and you want to hang out with them, right? Hey, it'd be really cool if we could hang out. And they tell you, oh, I'm free Friday. You want to go to this movie or you want to do this thing? If that happens, any plans that you might have had on Friday, you know, maybe I was going out with the boys Friday. We were going to hang out. Those plans would be canceled, right? It's like, no, dude, sorry, I've got other plans. What, dude, you promised us you were going to go to this thing. Dude, we were going to watch the football game or we were going to do this or that. It's like, dude, I got other plans. I'm going to go see this girl. It's going to be great, right? Because you finally had that opportunity. You can't help yourself. But a lot of times when God makes himself available to us, hey, let's do this thing. Let's go out and do this. We become too busy for God. And what does that show him? That we don't actually love him. That we're not actually interested in that intimate, close relationship with him. So I encourage you, pursue God like you would pursue somebody that you have a big crush on. Like you would pursue somebody that you're falling in love with. Because when that happens, you're going to find every excuse you can to spend more time with him. You're going to find every excuse you can to talk to him one-on-one. And not only that, when two people, when they start dating, a lot of times they're always texting each other. And they're always sending each other photos or exchanging jokes, right? They might be hanging out with you. And it's like, dude, can you put that phone down, right? It's like, why are you always talking to this girl, right? Because he's really into her. They can't help themselves. They're always sharing 
all their secrets with one another. They're always exchanging jokes. And your relationship can be the same with God. Where suddenly you can be telling him all these things that are going on in your life. And he will do the same to you. One day he might wake you up early in the morning. He's like, look, I really needed somebody to talk to you about this. This is what's going on in the world. I need to share this with you because nobody else will listen to me. See, when God starts doing that to you, then you know, wow, I'm really beginning to get closer to God. Now, here's another funny thing that starts to happen with couples. See, a lot of people, when they start to hang out, and this is true with close friends as well, they start to adopt each other's habits and each other's ways of speaking. You notice, like, for example, a couple, after they're around each other for long enough, they start to have the same laugh. Or maybe they start to have the same sense of humor. They start to adopt the same kinds of slang, right? They start to talk and sound like each other. And when you hang out with God and you're getting close to him, you're going to start to get his sense of humor. You're going to start to sound more like him. You're going to start to be more like him. And then suddenly that goal, God calls us be holy like I am holy. Now, for everybody in the natural, that is an impossible goal. The scripture even tells us all have fallen short of the glory of God. So God has called us to this impossible task. Be holy as I am holy. But as you develop that personal relationship with Jesus, that one-on-one relationship, you're going to just naturally start to become more like him. You're going to start to become more holy. You're going to start to become more righteous just passively because you're getting closer and closer to him. So now that impossible and unattainable goal, it becomes more attainable because Jesus has already washed you with his blood. And now by developing that intimate connection with him, you're going to start to walk like him. You're going to start to talk like him. You're going to start to think like him. And that's why this personal relationship is so important, because you need to imagine yourself. You obey God perfectly. You reach the fullness of your obedience in Christ, which means you reach the fullness of your destiny, which means in the business sector. The scripture tells us this was Jesus's great commission before he ascended into heaven. He said, go into all the world and make disciples. And understand the disciples that we make, they're not just going to be in the ministry area. There's going to be people that you're going to disciple in the ministry. Sure, there's those kinds of disciples. But you're also going to have disciples in the business sector. Say God has called you to the education arena. God has called you to science and technology. And he shows you the next phase of technological innovation. When you obey God and that manifests and now you're in a position of authority, you're going to have disciples in science and technology, which means these are people that are going to be studying under you. They're going to want to be like you. They're going to want to emulate you so that they can become successful like you. That's the kind of testimony that God wants to create in the world. Now, if you're having this intimate relationship with God and God is involved in every aspect of your life, that means all these people that are going to be studying under you, they're going to emulate that in their life as well. Because that's how discipleship works, right? An apprentice comes under a master because they want to become like them. 
They want to learn all the ins and outs of the trade. They want to learn all the secrets, all the wisdom that they've picked up over the years so that they can go on and be like them and become successful like them and open their own trade. This exists still in the kingdom of God. And we don't have to segment it only to the four corners of our church because when the church talks about discipleship, we put a kind of limitation on it, right? We're going to go into an encounter program and a discipleship program for ministry. You know, God knows how to do business. You know, God knows about science and technology. He knows about everything. So if you employ God's ways of doing things in the business arena and then the fullness of your destiny manifests in that arena, then you're going to have disciples in that arena. And you have to understand because there's people in the world that wield all kinds of influence. And maybe you look at the TV and you get mad about it. Oh, they're doing all these things that are wicked and they're doing all these things that are unjust. God wants the body of Christ to be the people that are influential and even more influential than those people. You look at the billionaires and the influential people of the world. God wants Christians to be in that position because we'll guide the culture and the nations back to God. But the reason why we're not there yet is because the body of Christ isn't ready or we haven't gotten ourselves in position. See, when the Israelites were brought into the promised land and God was driving out their enemies before them, God told Joshua, I'm not going to give it to you all at once. We're going to do it a little at a time so that you are not overrun, so that it's not more than you can handle. So you need to increase in numbers. You need to become more ready. The body of Christ has to get in position so that we can start stepping into those positions of authority. Because let's face it, you look at yourself. If God were to put you in charge of a billion dollar corporation, right? Maybe you suddenly become CEO and owner of Google or Facebook or one of these huge tech conglomerates. You wouldn't know how to handle it. You wouldn't be prepared for it. You wouldn't even know what to do or where to start. Who in the body of Christ is ready to step into a position with that much authority and that much influence? But God wants to make us ready for it. We have to start thinking in terms of our spiritual authority. We have to start thinking in terms of being cultural influencers rather than being reactive to culture. Being able to shift culture for the better rather than always playing catch up. We're always playing catch-up, and we've been playing catch-up for way too long. It's time to lead the charge and set the trends rather than reacting to them. Amen. Are you guys following me with this? So, in order to prepare yourself, wake up every day. Say, God, whatever you need to do to yank me out of my position, right? God, yank me out of the position that I'm in right now, Lord, and put me into the position where you want to be, and God, I will submit to you, right? Do that daily if you have to. Remind yourself each and every day, it's not my way. It can't be my way. It has to be God's way, because that's the only way that revival is going to come in America and spread throughout the world. It's through the body of Christ, our obedience. Because let me tell you, God is willing, and he is more than able. And all of creation is also waiting for us to step 
into obedience. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 19, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits the revealing of the sons of God. All creation is crying out, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. And who are the sons of God? That's you, that's me, if we obey and submit to God. And Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if you are obeying God, if you are submitted to Him, and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, then you are operating with the authority of a son of God. And that's where Sons of God Ministries International, that's where we get our name. Okay, it doesn't have anything to do with gender. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, male or female. It has everything to do with, do you hear the voice of God? And if you hear the voice of God, are you obeying him? Because if you do that, well, then I got news for you. You're a son of God. And that's something that's really cool about the kingdom of God. We operate in the authority of a son of God, sonship under the father God who created all the heavens and all the earth. We operate in that authority. And at the same time, we are also a bride of Christ. So on one end, we are romancing God, right? We are getting intimate with God. And then on the other end, as a son of God, we are speaking out with authority and power. And that is something really cool about the Christian walk is that we balance those two elements. So anybody can operate as a son of God. Anybody can operate in that authority so long as you obey God and submit to his leading. And that is something really amazing. At the same time, you're going to learn how to operate in the authority of a son of God, and you also need to learn how to romance Jesus as a bride of Christ. And I hope that that really speaks to you and that you start to take action in your life right now. It, this is no longer a time where we can delay our obedience or put things off. Begin to pursue God. And let me tell you, as the scripture says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. If you start to do that, you're going to see God move more and more in your life. Let us make the supernatural our regular everyday experience. Because that's the example that Jesus set for us. Everywhere he went, he was led by God and miracles, signs, and wonders followed him everywhere. He's our example. And he told us, you will do greater things than even I did because I have to go to the Father. Jesus expects us to do greater things than him. Let us live up to that challenge. Amen? Well, I hope you all got something out of this and that you're going to start putting it in action. So, dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for the words that were spoken from my mouth today, Lord, in Jesus' name. May they cut into the hearts of those that listen to the message today, God. Show us what we need to do, God, to get in position where you want us to be, God. Show us anything in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name, that is not pleasing to you, God, so that we can fix it, God, and we can get right with you, God. And Lord, I give you permission, and I pray that they give you permission as well. We give you permission, Lord, in Jesus' name, to yank us out of our current situations, 
so that you can drag us to where we need to be, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, please confound and mess up any plans that we have that are not from you so that your plans will remain, God. Shut any door that is not from you, God, and I thank you, God, that you're opening doors even now that no man can shut, God. And I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that those that are listening, that they would have the spiritual discernment to see where you are leading them, God, in Jesus' name, and that the healing anointing is upon them, that they're going to walk in healing, they're going to walk in prosperity, they're going to walk in your victory every day of their life from this day forward, God, in Jesus' name, amen. So, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you guys got something out of this. And if you were really touched by this message, then I encourage you, go to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, that is SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. This broadcast is supported by listeners just like you. And we are so intent on equipping and discipling the body of Christ that we can step into the calling that God has for us. Amen. And as always, my name is Joshua Sasso. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.